What is going on, guys? I am so excited to be back. And uh, today we've got a very special episode. Is today is Thursday, uh, April sixth, and we have got Good Friday and Easter right around the corner. And we're going to be talking today about about uh, the about Good Friday, about Easter, the importance of the cross, and of course the resurrection, and uh, and what it means to us as believers. And we're going to get with it right here on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What's going on, guys? I tell you what, it's so good to be back. Kyler, I want to thank you for uh, for filling in last week. I was sick. My, as a matter of fact, you'll have to bear with me today. My voice is not a, still not 100%. <clears throat> But uh, but we are going to do this nonetheless, and I am excited. I hate to miss a week. It feels like uh, feels like I haven't podcasted in, in forever just just for missing a week. Yeah. Hey, but we had fun no matter what. And by we, I mean me. But yeah. <laughs> hey, well, you did a good job, and I appreciate it. I absolutely appreciate it. So. Um, Easter. Hey, so real quick plug in because I don't want to forget if you were in the Popper Bluff area tomorrow on Friday at the square down by Rogers Theater, we will be having our community one worship. Um, You will not want to miss this. Uh, It starts at Kyler. What time does that thing start? It'll start at seven, seven. Seven and uh, we're just going to praise Jesus. We're going to celebrate Good Friday um, by worshiping Him and and right there in the public, anybody is welcome. Everybody is welcome. It is not a church affiliated. We're just getting out there to to, to worship mm-hmm. and worship our King and our and our Savior. So you are, you are welcome. Invite all your friends. Uh, you know, um, if you're not in the Pupper Luff area and you can swing by, come by. It will be you will not be disappointed. They do such a good job. And so, um, let's, let's go ahead and get in on this, you know, tomorrow's good Friday. Um, of course we, we celebrate the crucifixion of our savior, you, you know, and everybody talks about when, when we talk about, um, holidays, you know, everybody's like, Oh, what's your, what's your favorite holiday? What's your favorite holiday? You know, and m- the most of the people it's, it's Christmas, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and we celebrate the, the, the birth of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. But Easter, Easter is so important. Uh, Good Friday is so important, and um, you know because if it was not for Jesus' crucifixion and most importantly his resurrection, we we would not have a savior. We would not have um, the hope that we have today. We would not have means of of being able to be uh, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And um, and I am so thankful for that, you know. So this time of the year, it's really it really hits home for me. Um, this is definitely probably my my favorite holiday. Um, plus, I love Easter candy. I'm not gonna lie, it's I love. So good. <laughs> I love and now Easter. they keep putting like Jolly Ranchers in jelly beans. They put everything else in jelly beans. So good. Oh, I love jelly beans. Oh, good grief! And Robin eggs. That's probably my favorite candy of all time. Robin mm-hmm. eggs. And uh, and I know that's off topic, but it's 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 Sorry true. Bar. It's true. <clears throat> so, but uh, but you know when it comes to when it comes to the cross, a lot of people. I, I'm going to say this. I'm probably going to get stoned for this, but um, I, I oftentimes wonder if people don't understand the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know the cross is almost worship today. The cross itself is almost worship today. You'll you'll find any thug, any um, 
any person with a cross around their neck, you know, on a necklace or tattooed on them or, you know, anything like that. And they have, they have no moral standard. They have no, you know, and, and they have no idea what they're representing when they, when they do this. And, and I don't mean, I don't mean to come across harsh, um, but society and culture has downplayed this to a point that, that people think that you, you you know you see Catholics walk around with a cru- crucifix all the time. They'll be in a bar. They'll be having a crucifix on their you know and, and stuff. And, and drinking's a, another topic on, on another time. But what that cross represents, you, you know, and, and I think that people don't understand what Jesus did on that cross that day. You know, right. um, Paul Paul said that, uh, and and I thought I had it on here. But, um, you know, he, he talks about how, um, you know, Jesus died on the cross or he, he, he didn't think himself as human or as God, but he came down in, in human and he died for us. Even mm-hmm. and, and he says, even a death on a cross. And there's a reason there's a reason why he said that there's a reason, you, you know, the Romans did not create crucifixion. OK, um, it was. The, the Persians or somebody prior to the Romans, but the Romans perfected it. Mm-hmm. It was the most gruesome form of uh, to, to be executed to date. Right. And Jesus willingly, he willingly did that. Yes. He willingly gave it, gave himself up for that. He willingly went through that pain. And uh, I was listening to a doctor describe what would happen to the body during, um, during a crucifixion. And, you know, because most of them died of like asphyxiation and, you know, because you, you, the way that the body was, would set, you know, your lungs couldn't grasp air. Every time you exhaled, you couldn't get you, you couldn't get the same amount. And it was, he was talking about the pain of pulling yourself up with nails in your hands and, you know, and then in your feet and trying to hold yeah. yourself up and the splinters that would go in your back that was already, in this, in this doctor, he's just, he's just crying. He's just, the tears are just flowing out of his face. Yeah. And, um, you know, but to, to think that Jesus willingly went through that. Yeah. I mean, he's God. He knew, he knew exactly what he was going to have to go through. Yes. I mean, he even, I mean, if you're reading the full Easter story, you have to read everything up to it, leading up to it. He knew everything. And the the best part about the story, as you're reading up to it before the crucifixion, is Jesus' humanity is shown so blatantly clear that he was God-made flesh. He was God-made human. He took on that form. Because he, he goes out to Gethsemane and he starts to pray. And he looks and he looks up to God and he's like, if there is any way possible, please Please, please, please. And I just picture him bleeding or uh, pleading because, you know, sometimes I, I plead. But if there's any way that you can take this from me, take yes. this cup, let yes. it pass from me. And he goes back to his disciples. He sees that they are sleeping. And he's like, really? Y'all couldn't stay awake for an hour? I just needed y'all to keep keep awake for an hour. But then he goes back and he, he has a completely different mindset. And he goes, if it is not possible to take this pain from me. And if I must do it, then I pray that your will will happen. And it, it's hard because he knew exactly. And in that moment, like he, he's flesh and he's God, he's got two parts of him working against each other. Cause he knows exactly what he's going to have to go through. He knows exactly what he's going to have to endure. It's not something that's completely pulled from him. He's not 
oblivious to the situation that's about to take place. He knows. Yes. And then he, from that moment, he's, he then says, wake up. It's nearly time for the son of man to betray, to be betrayed by a sinner. Here comes my betrayer. And he knew from that moment, there's no turning back. And he didn't, he didn't turn back. He didn't second guess nothing. He, he said, okay, let's do it. In in silence, you, you know that that's something that really got me about because not only not only was a crucifixion so horrible, mm. it was humiliating. In such a you, you know you crucified naked, you, you know that you were beaten. People people hated him for no reason at all. They they, they just just crowd. They just went crazy. Adam Clark um, said that. What must sin have been in the sight of God when it required such humiliation in Jesus Christ to make atonement for the undue uh, and undue? I'm sorry, to make atonement for it and undo its influence and evil. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's we 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 forget about that. We forget about what our sin looks like. Yeah. You know that it would cause such a, such a humiliating, such a painful death that that God would have to make Himself flesh, and willingly give Himself for us to die to die for our sins. Yeah, Charles Spurgeon, he put um, and he was talking about Jesus coming to Earth. He said, "The lower He stoops to save us, the higher we ought to lift Him." In a in adoring reverence, yes. blessed be His name. He stoops, and stoops, and stoops, and when He reaches our level and becomes a man, He stoops, and stoops, and stoops lower, and deeper yet. Just it, it's it's hard to even think about. Well, when you begin to think about it in the light of, of that, it is. It brings me to tears, you know, to to think that anybody really would ever would ever go through that for me, mm. you know, and all the all the things that I've done, all the filthiness that I've I've created, and all the sin that I've I've committed, that my sin was was what put him there. Yes, you know, and uh, and that he was willing to do it. Like he he knew he knew what he was going to have to do. He knew where he was going, and and not just not just as as a man, but even even before when when he had made the decision that he was going to have to come down here, wherever that was in history, it, you know, maybe maybe he's always known whatever it was, but he knew exactly what he was going to have to go through. And he he willingly did that. Yes, and um, think about the love he had to show. The love, I mean, he had to be fully selfless to do this. Because if you thought for a second, I mean, his family was there watching this every single moment. Yes. His mom, his friends, his brothers were sitting there watching. And he he couldn't do anything about it. I mean, he could. I mean, he could call down the angels and the angels could have taken him off the cross. I mean, the devil takes him in and starts tempting him before this whole situation when he goes in to fast over everything. And it's like, hey, your angels can come and they can save you. And the full glory of God could have came down and they could have shown. But then you think about it as well, while he's up on that cross, 
he says, Father, why have you forsaken me? Mm. Mm. And there's never another part in the Bible that is, has ever said that God has forsaken somebody. And he didn't forsake them. I'm not saying that he left them there on the cross, but he sent his only son, the only one that he had for every single sinner. He sent it for the murderers. He sent them for the rapists. He sent it for every single person. I mean, think of the worst sin that you could ever think about. And that's why Jesus was up on that cross. Treading. There was there there wasn't another way. If there was, God would have shown that way. This was the ultimate true sacrifice. And even God couldn't even look down because it was so painful. But Jesus knew what had to be done. He knew that this had to be done for the redemption of our sins. And that's I mean, that's just it's true love right there. And you think about it and you're like, you we can think about like laying our lives down for our families. We can think about it all the time. Like, yes, I'd stand in a bullet and I'd stand, you know, here and there, whatever it has to do to protect my family, I'm going to do it. But until it actually happens Mm -hmm. until you know that it's there, like you're just acting on your emotions at that time. And then what happens? Because he had to give up everything. He had to give up all of his feelings, all of the control I mean, think about that. How would you feel if you somebody was like, you have to give up control. You can't you can't take on the situation to be God. You have to take this on as human. Because, I mean, he, he felt everything. Every single time he was whipped, he felt it. Every time that they took that crown of thorns and placed it on his head deeper and deeper, he felt every pain, every drop of blood that came. He, mm-hmm. rolling down his face, he knew. He felt he was a part of. And that's the, that's the hard part when you think about it is that he did all of that for me. That's right. Mm. John fifteen thirteen says, greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, that's, that's hard. That, that's kind of hard to take in too. You know, that, that God, that you, you know, we're talking about, the creator of, uh, of the universe, mm-hmm. you know, when, when Jesus said that, when he said his friends, he wasn't just talking about the disciples. He wasn't just talking about the Jews. He was talking about all of us. He, he considers us friends and, and to, to put our, for, for me, whenever I think about that, to put my friend in a position to have to do that, is it, that's that that's hard, yeah. That's that that's a, that's a hard pill to swallow, and um, that's that's tough. And yet he he so willingly and so graciously did it, and um, you know you're right. He could he could have stopped it. He could he could you know hey hey I'm done. hey it's time to re- we're, we're just gonna restart, you know, boom just like that. We're, we're th- th- this is not worth it. This the this is not the this excruciating pain is not it's not worth it. We're just gonna restart, right? Just wipe everything out. Just restart, just like that. He, I mean, he he's got it. He could do that. He spoke everything to existence, and just just as he spoke everything to existence, he can re- remove everything just with with his words. 
Right. And, and, um, and think about that. Back in the flood, when he made that promise that he was never going to flood the earth again, like he knew this was the only way. He knew it was going to happen after he mm-hmm. made that promise. He's like, I'm not going to wipe them out. But instead, I'll send my son to show the love that I have for them. Yep. Because that's who God is. He's the God of love. He's the God of promises. When he makes a promise, he keeps it. When he makes a covenant, he keeps the covenant. But he's the God of love. And it doesn't matter what he has to do to show us. I mean, clearly, it doesn't matter what he has to do. Because he'll do anything just to show us that he loves us. Right. Anything. But, but then you take that and you twist around and like, will you do anything to show him you love him? Right. Because he's done all he can. He cannot do any more. He answers every prayer, maybe not the way that you want it to. He answers every prayer in his time, in his accordance to his will, because he knows what's best. And there are times that I wish that he would just answer it how I want him to answer it, but he doesn't. But it's because he loves us so much. And he's shown us that he loves us so much. And all we have to do is accept the love. And that's all he asks. Can you just accept my gift? Right. He doesn't ask for anything in return. Just accept my gift and love me. And I feel like that's the hardest part of this story to grasp for most people is that all we have to do is accept it. He didn't ask for you to get on the cross. He didn't ask for you to give your son. He doesn't ask for you to, you know, go get the fatted calf and, you know, put it on the altar and give it a good burning or however they did it again. Right. All he says is, can you accept my love? That easy. And and it's limitless. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there is, when I think about all the things that I've done, and then I I realize that he's died for everybody, you know, and there there's some pretty awful people out there, you know, but he died for them too. You know, he, he has, he has died for everybody. The, the, the limitless of his love is, uh, again, it's, it's almost, it's almost just hard to even, well, it's hard for us to grasp because we can't, we can't, we can't love like that. We don't, we don't, we're incapable of love, of truly loving like that. And, And, you know, and I've met some really loving people, but there's still limits you know, to, to, to their love is we don't truly understand that type of love right. that would, that would truly, freely give himself for us, you know, but, um, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about the cross and about the resurrection Easter morning. We'll be right back. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed citizen watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home 
and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschelbest Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. Lord, I know I gave my word that I'd help serve food this weekend, but I just got two tickets for front row seats at the big game this Saturday. What do you want me to do? Show me your will. Okay, heads, I go to the game. Now, Lord, you provided these tickets, so to be absolutely sure, tails, I go to the game. Okay, I'll serve food if the phone rings within the next two seconds. Often our struggle with God's will is not so much in knowing what He wants us to do, but in being willing to do it. Okay, Lord, I know I gave my word to help serve, so if you want me to not use these valuable tickets and miss my opportunity to go to the big game, then let a herd of elephants run through my front room. Okay, that could happen. How about elephants on bicycles? Bomber. Are you willing to do God's will? Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio at lifelinepro.com. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by R.L. Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, guys. Hey, so another event I'd like to plug this weekend along with uh, the community worship tomorrow night. Saturday, um, we will be hosting, the Palace of Praise will be hosting an Easter egg hunt at Whiteley Park um, starting at 10.30 a.m., and uh, they're from ages 0 to, to 12. Um, it starts at 10.30, and they will have different times for different age groups. It looks like uh, 10.30 a.m. in Field 1, uh, ages 0 to 3, 10.50 from Field 2, ages 4 to 6, and 11.10 in Field 3 from ages 7 to 10, or 7 to 12, I guess. Um, and so we would love to have you out there. Um, it, it'll be easy. It's a good time for the kids to come out, and, and, and especially especially the little ones. It's, it's a blast. Um, you, you know, the big ones have good, you, you know, they'll be candy and, and, and all that good stuff. And so we would love to see you out there. We'd love for you to be a part. And, again, it's open to the community. If you have kids, if your neighbor has kids, if you've got grandkids, you bring them out. Um, we would love to have them. I, I'm thinking – I'm thinking he told me there were going to be like some something like ten thousand eggs out there. Gosh, yeah, you better find all those. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be plenty. You guys come on out and uh, and have a good time. So uh, before the break, we were talking about the cross, um, and we're going to continue kind of talking about the cross and and, and then the resurrection. You know, um, and the resurrection is such a vital part of our uh, of our faith. You know, even Paul said that. Um, if Jesus wasn't re- resurrected, then our faith is in vain. Um, you know, just because Jesus died, 
<coughs> excuse me, just because Jesus died does not mean that that he's you know, he, he could die for us. You could take a bullet for somebody. Mm-hmm. But what makes it so important is that he rose again. Yes. And that not only did he die for our sins, but he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And so it no longer binds us. Um, and that's what's so vitally important about Easter is that is that um, we're not... It, it, Jesus conquered you know the 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 whole thing, and I don't know if you guys have seen you know all the chosen or whatever, but it's it's really good. But you know they they talk about how um, the, you know the, Jesus was going to come in as, as a uh, they expected to be like this big conqueror, uh, this Roman conqueror. You know they he, they were going to free the the, the Jews from Roman rule, and you, you know he was going to come in, he was going to roll heads, and he, mm-hmm. you know he was going to conquer everybody and and slay all the Romans. You know come in this big white horse and. And, um, you know, that's not the way Jesus, Jesus was going to do it, Mm-mm. you know, but he did conquer, you, you know, don't, don't underestimate what he did when, when he died that willing sacrifice and he, he went to hell and he, he took the keys to, to, to the gates of hell and he holds those, he conquered yes. death for us. It, it no longer rules over us. Even you, you know, Paul said that, that that to live is is for Christ and to die is gain. Mm-hmm. You know, even even if we do pass, even you know whatever it is, you know, and and this this is a, a tough touchy subject right now because in in our church we've had so many deaths in the yes. last month, and it is it is it is overwhelming. But there is hope, and that hope is because of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he, you know, he did conquer death. Death no longer has a sting on us, you know. And so that gives us the 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 authority over death that we don't, you, you know, when when our life is, is is threatened, when when our life ends. My daughter asked me the other day. She said, "Dad," she said, "Why do people die?" You know, again, you know, our church has been through this this turmoil. Um, uh, of deaths in the last month or so, you know, so she's seeing all this and, you know, daddy's constantly having to go to um, visitations and funerals and, and, um, and stuff. And she's, she's like, why, why are, why are people, you know, why do people die? And I said, well, that's, that's just the way things are. You know, people, people are born, people die, you know, that's, that that's human. She, and she goes, well, why did God make people that way? And I thought, man, that's a really good question. And so I explained to her, you know, that that's not, that wasn't God's plan. God did not create people to die. When he created Adam and Eve, they were going to live forever. Mm-hmm. And when when they ate of that, that fruit and sin entered the world, that's the reason why, why death was held over our heads is because of sin. And Jesus conquered sin. He conquered yeah. death. He died, He conquered the grave. Even though we die now, we we don't we don't die and and just have to wait around for Jesus to come back. Like when, when we die, we go to heaven. Right. And and that's that's a glorious moment. We get to spend eternity. Th- these people that have died, these the these the, these saints of the of the faith, these people who love Jesus, who who were who were amazing Christians, they did, their death wasn't like they're not just gone. Like they are yes. sitting at the feet of Jesus. And it, you know, they they will they are experiencing exactly where we want to be. And that gives us hope. Yes. You know, not, not that we want to end life early or whatever, but but the fact that we know that there's something after this. Mm-hmm. Well, and think about it. But when he went and got the keys to hell and 
and hell represents death. I mean, he he now holds the key to free us from that. He doesn't hold, he holds the key that gives us is going to give us the gift of eternal life and all we have to do is accept it. And that's the most important part. I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say the most important part, but one of the important parts of the Easter story is that he is now and always has been, but more figuratively, he's he has he is the beginning and the end. He's he is the ruler of life and death. And now when he says that he goes back, says, I'm the living one, I was dead, and now look, I'm alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Possessing the key of death means that the risen Christ has controlled and he now has authority over death, which he's always had the authority, but he's got it. It's in his hands. We can see it. It is written in scripture that now all we have to do is accept who he is, accept the eternal life through Jesus Christ, and we no longer have to even worry about death. And that's one of the important parts, especially the important parts of the scripture. And with the whole point of the Lord dying on the cross for us is to make sure that we know that all we have to do is accept that. And through that acceptance, we can also get eternal life as well. That's right. You know, and, um, that that accepting you know and it's it's amazing to me the the process of, of accepting faith you know because Jesus made it so simple mm-hmm. you know but when when we think about when we think about the cross when we think about the resurrection what Jesus did um, that day when he when he rose from the dead the the, the and, and well, I don't want to just seclude it to that the process of those three days. Jesus dying, conquering hell, death in the grave, the resurrection, you know, I am filled with such gratitude, you know, mm-hmm. um, people sometimes act like in Christianity, we, we, like we have to serve this, this God of, of rules and, 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 and all that stuff. And, and I, I'm like, I, you guys don't understand. I get to serve my savior yes who died for me you know and that gratitude is it, it's so overwhelming you know uh james said that you know he said show me your faith by um without works and i'll show you your faith by and i'll show you my faith by works and it's not not because works will will get you to heaven you there's nothing you know our righteousness is as filthy as rags there's nothing that we could do to please god Except for accept his his gift, and but those works should come out of gratitude for what he did, you know, what we celebrate Friday, what we celebrate on Sunday, um, you know, his death, his burial, and resurrection, and those are so so they're they're so amazing, you know, and and, and we can get into things like you, you know. Um, the way Jesus had his clothes fold, you know, his, his linen folded whenever he left the grave, you know, when they found him, you know, it was, it was like, uh, a king, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but, um, in those days, a king, when he got up from the table, the way that the servants would know that he was done or if he was coming back is if his napkin was inside his plate, he was done. Right. So they knew that they were free to clean everything up. But if he t- if he had that napkin folded on the side of that plate, they knew not to take everything. That he was coming back, you know. And the way Jesus had his linens folded up, um, you know, in on that in that grave, is a sign of a king returning. And you you know, and that that that's part of the resurrection. That that's part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, he he didn't just rise again just just because, but he's coming back for a church, and it's a promise to us. 
that that he's coming back. You know, that and so this Sunday when when you when you celebrate when you celebrate Easter, and I don't care. And we, Kyler, if you want to talk about, it, we can talk about all this hogwash of all these people complaining about you know it being a pagan holiday and da 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 this you know, that stuff ticks me off. You, well, you and, can, and it's just <coughs> the annoying part is they do they do it for everything. Any holiday that is centered around God, they're going to start and they're going to they're going to try to take the they're going to control the dialogue. I guess what I'm trying to say, and it's just a way to control the dialogue. There's still Easter has been around and. It, it brings me back to what I was thinking about the other day. I was thinking, and I was like, we make such a big deal about Christmas. I mean, we do the Christmas plays, we have the Christmas presents, we have the Christmas time with our family. And then it's almost like we get to Easter. And I don't want to say we diminish the purpose of it or diminish what it is because we still fully celebrate it, but we don't put on the big, the big extravaganzas at most yes. times. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it upset me the other day when I was thinking about it. Cause I was like, why, why don't we do the same thing? I mean, Christmas, he was born. Okay. Right. It I'm was, not saying that's important. Right. That's not a yeah. bad thing. Like it's not important because it's a important story. He had to come first, but then when he dies and he ascends into heaven and he literally shows them that he's defeated everything. And people afterwards believe that he is God. They're like, Oh, maybe he was God. Maybe he was the Messiah. Like we don't celebrate that as much. We don't put anything in it. And I got to the point and I was like, that's not how I don't want to say I'm, I'm trying to be careful with my words here. God didn't make a big scene about it when he was there. Mm-hmm. And he, and it doesn't matter what scene we make about it now, as long as we portray the message. And then I got to thinking about the Easter bunny and everything else like that. And it's just them trying to control the dialogue to change how it is. And we, we, we as Christians just have to realize that this is just another attack, another a, another avenue that the devil tries to do. That yes, it's we have those things, but that's not what we focus on. But everybody right. wants to try to change it and cover it up and make it as a whole bad thing. And if that's your only purpose for Easter, then yeah, 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 that's bad. Right. But if you're still, you know the reason, you know why we're celebrating what we're doing, that's where it's, you got to keep that fine line. Right, you know, and it's it's like this. I mean, pick a day; it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, it it doesn't matter. Pick a day. If you're celebrating Jesus Christ, it's a day worth celebrating. You know, I I don't care if the pagans used it. Anytime there's anything authentic, there'll be a fake. Yeah, you you know, go to the grocery store. You, you know, I mean, anytime yeah. you, you you've got. You've got name brand Doritos and you got off brand Doritos. You got, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know this kind of silly analogy, but it's true. I mean, there's right. there's a fake to everything. And you can't you can't just hold your life by well, you you know, well, you know, the, the pagans did this, the pagans did that, the pagans did this, and you know, da da da. Well, I guess we can't worship in it. Hogwash. Right. You know, it's just like you were saying, they're they're just trying to diminish. It's no different than what's going on in society today. With transgenderism and homosexuality, mm-hmm. God created man and woman. God created marriage. They're trying to come up with a fake and trying to, you know, downplay uh, what God created. Right. And you know, it's it's no different. It's you know, when when people talk about like the the pagans holidays, you know, well, I'm not going to celebrate Easter because it's it's a pagan. What about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? 
And what about the, the foundation of our faith, the gospel, right. that, you know, that he died for our sins? Mm-hmm. You, you know, what, what about that? Does that not hold more power than any pagan religion? Exactly. You know, does, does that not hold the, the power of death, hell, and the grave? Does that not hold the power of the creator of all things? I don't care what pagans did. I, I, don't, I don't care. It's, it's, it doesn't matter. No. And it, we are giving them more power yes. by making it this way. And we can take everything. And we can try to make it a tool for ministry. And that's exactly what we can do with this. There's many different people who wouldn't come to church regularly, but they'd come to church for an Easter egg hunt because they know, oh, my kids can get something nice out of that. Use it as a tool for ministry. You control the dialogue. You pray about how to use it. The Lord's going to lead you in a way that is appropriate for him. He's not going to let something excel if it's not what he has blessed. And a lot of the times we were like, oh, we have to make everything perfect and aligned with the Bible and what it says and what it doesn't say. But the Lord is going to lead with this Holy Spirit. That was one of the verses I was looking at just now. It's John 16, 17. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is important that I go away. For if I do not go away, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. There's so many things that the Easter story gave us. There's so many things. He gave us life. He gave us eternal life through him. He, he displayed his love on a cross. But then he sent us a, another gift. At the very end, the very end, after he had seen everything, he he had gone through the mockery, he had gone through every single thing that he had done. And he's like, you know what? I still want to send you the best part of me. I still want to send you the Holy Spirit. And he did. And that's what the, the job is of the Holy Spirit. He's going to help. The next verse says, and when he comes, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He is our check. He is our conscience. Yes. He will drive every single decision that we can do if we let him, if we allow him to. He's not going to come in and make the decisions for you. He's not going to come in and force you to do things. That's against free will. That's against the nature of, of God. But going, tying that in with the, the Easter egg hunts or the Easter bunny or whatever, if, if we allow that and we take on the full purpose and we forget God, then yes, there's no way we can use that as a tool for ministry. But if our hearts are set on God, then we're, we can use that for a tool for ministry. That's right. You know, and it, that's, that's what it's all about. It's all about representing Jesus in everything that we do, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, sometimes, and I mean, let's, let's be honest about it. Sometimes we get it wrong. Right. You know, some, sometimes, we, yeah, sometimes we, uh, we'll, we'll try things and realize, hey, I've done it. You know, I've tried to do things and, and, and I'm like, you know, this is for Jesus and, and only realized that I was going about it the wrong way. And, um, You know, we're human, but that's where grace comes in. Yes. God understands. God will correct. You know, he's not going to let it go unchecked. He will correct you. He corrected me anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, he will correct you, but he's not going to be like, all right, quit. You know, that's that's not what it's about. He's like, all right, you know, just sit back and just do nothing now because, you know, all these pagans want to do this, this, you know, crap. Right. That's that's not what it's about. This weekend... We celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That is the most important thing that you will ever be able to celebrate because that is the gospel. That is our salvation. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is the reason why he came. That is the reason. You, you know, Jesus said that uh, in Matthew 11, uh, 11, 25, Jesus said to her, he said, I am the resurrection, the life, the one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. That's, that's it. That's it. 
you know, John 3, 16, for all, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. That's the gospel. That, that's it. It was never meant to be difficult. It was never meant to be harsh. This is what we celebrate this weekend. We celebrate the gospel that Jesus came. He died. He rose again because he loved us in mm. nothing short of that. Yes. Because he loved us, even to the death on a cross, he loved us. You know, and you, if you as a listener, if you're struggling, if you're struggling with your salvation, if you're struggling with knowing whether or not God loves you or not, know this, that he loves you. He desperately loves you, you, you with every every fiber of his being so much that he he was willing to come down and humiliate himself as a human and die a death, even a death onto a cross. You know, that that salvation is simple. Accept the fact that you're a sinner. Believe in your heart that Jesus came and died and rose again. And and believe in him and confess with your mouth. That That's it. That's it. Jesus made it simple because he knows that we're simple people. He knows we can't take difficult things. Yeah. And he didn't want it to be mucked up. He didn't want it to be, you, you know, harsh. He didn't want it to be confusing. He, nothing. He made it simple for a reason. And... And know that that salvation is for anybody. So if you're listening to this and you do not know Jesus, that Jesus loves you and he wants to be your savior, not to rule over, not just to rule over you, but to to give you peace, to forgive you of your sins, to to remove your shame, to remove the guilt and the 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 difficultness of life. You know that not not that difficult things won't happen, but that you can have peace going through them. That he's our comforter. He's our tower. You know, he's a strong tower. And these these are the things that, that, that we do, that, that, that we, when you accept Jesus, these are the things that you accept. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to be real honest, I don't know how people live without him. I, I, don't, I don't know how they don't. You know, and you don't, you don't need anybody else. All you need is Jesus. If you're listening to this and you feel conviction coming over your life, accept him. Yes. You know, just, just, just reach out, Jesus, help me. I was reading a commentary the other day uh, by Matthew Henry, um, and he said there there's no greater words that could be uttered than Jesus help me. That, that that's it. Just just cry out his name. Right. You know, if you want somebody to talk to, email us realmen at palsapraise or message us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But but you don't you don't need anybody else. We would we would now understand. We would love to talk to you about it. We would love to pray you through. We would love to be there for you. You know. Um, and if you don't have a church, find a church this weekend. You know, find a church. Um, you, you know, of course, always the Palace of Praise. You, you know, that's our church. We're, I'm, I'm partial to it, but it doesn't have to be. Find you a church that, that believes in the Bible. Maybe you're not even close to Papa Bluff. Uh, wherever you're at, find you a church that believes in the Bible, that preaches the Bible, that preaches Jesus. And get in there. Get involved. Um, because Jesus died for you. He loves you. And not only did he die for you, he rose for you. He, he completely wiped your sins away. All you have to do is accept his free gift. And as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and, our, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, 
realmenatpalaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.